Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Deuteronomy the fifth book of the Bible literally means a second speaking or a re-speaking. For the children of Israel, it was Moses re-speaking the law to a new generation as they prepared to enter into the good land. But for us, the entire Bible is a continual re-speaking of God's word every time we touch it. And this re-speaking is just Christ. Stay with us today as we come again to see Christ realized and experienced from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. A marvelous program, I hope, awaits us. It seems, uh, as we have prepared, Ron, that this one has the promise of being a real treasure. I'm glad you're here to be with us. I'm glad also to help with the fellowship on this particular matter and perhaps to help our listeners uh, focus on um, the exact burden of this program. We might share just a little bit now. Mm -hmm. It is our conviction, based upon what the Bible says of itself— that the Bible is a book of Christ. The written word testifies of Christ, who is the living word, God the word, incarnated, right? right. Becoming flesh, mm-hmm. full of grace and truth. And it is a particular characteristic of this ministry to focus on the center of the Bible, which center is Christ. We would be powerless to do this if Paul had not pioneered the way. He knew the Old Testament consummately as a scribe. But when he was carrying out his ministry and when, although he didn't realize it, he was writing parts of the New Testament, he interpreted much of the Old Testament in relation to Christ He saw Christ there, and the there for us is Deuteronomy, some verses in chapter 30. He saw Christ there and then ministered this Christ to us through what he wrote in his epistles. And I am particularly thankful that this ministry that we are seeking to carry out under the Lord's grace— is a ministry that enters into Paul's spirit, thought, feeling, value, and view to focus on Christ, even where we, apart from divine illumination, would never expect to see him. The most marvelous thing about the content of this program is Christ. Christ in Deuteronomy 30, made known to us through the inspired ministry of Paul. I'm eager to explore this, and I'm eager for our listeners to receive the benefit of a Christ-centered ministry 
in the spirit of Paul. Hmm. Ron, we touched this point yesterday uh, in our opening program. Near the end of the program, Witness Lee brought out this very interesting point regarding the proper study and this interpretation of Scripture according to the pattern of the apostle that you've just alluded to. Also, we're going to see today, uh, I think near the end of the program, the Lord Jesus himself speaking a quotation that we'll see in the Gospel of Matthew, in a sense, was interpreting the Old Testament. So this is a topic that uh, has a lot of interest to many people. The idea of interpreting the Bible scares many people, and certainly it could be misused and abused. But between the Apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus himself, there's really a proper pattern here on how that interpretation should properly be executed. If we follow Jesus and we follow Paul following Jesus, uh, we will be just fine. In fact, we will be more than fine. We will be infused with Christ and constituted with Christ. We will experience Christ, enjoy Christ, live Christ, and express Christ, all of which are according to God's heart's desire concerning his Son and the place of his Son in his economy. Well, as Witness Lee gave these messages, uh, he brought out, as I said, this point. In the very first messages, he opened the live study of Deuteronomy. There was obviously a burden there because as he came back uh, for the next meeting to give message number two, he came right back to this point and really developed it to a great degree, and that's what we're going to focus on in this program today. Uh, and the verses of Paul's that you were referring to that we're going to be talking about are found in Romans chapter 10. I'll read a couple of them here. Uh, and this is Paul quoting Moses from Deuteronomy. For Moses writes concerning the righteousness which is out of the law, the man who does them shall live by them. But the righteousness which is out of faith speaks in this way, quote, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down. That's just part of the passage. We'll pick up the balance of it a little bit later, but that's enough because uh, that's the quotation, but in reality, In Deuteronomy, Moses' words, of course, did not mention Christ directly. In verse 11 in chapter 30, This commandment which I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it distant. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us to make us hear it and to do it? So some interesting changes have taken place here in Paul's reinterpretation. Yes, and we can trust Paul. But honestly, we would not appreciate, at least I would not appreciate. Let me speak for myself. You can add me. Okay. You and I, at the least, would not appreciate what Paul did in Romans 10 without a ministry to unpack this and open it up and to point out to us the significance of what is there in the Scriptures. So, if I can kind of lead into Brother Lee, we should be particularly attentive as our brother helps us get into the realization concerning the significance of Paul's interpretation, Paul's application of Moses' words in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Well, I'll have to try to learn the way how to interpret the Bible. Turn to Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 says, This commandment which I am commanding you today, it is not too difficult for you. It is not in heaven 
that you should uh, say who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it. It refers to what? The first commandment as the word. Then verse 14 says, but the word, see, the commandment is the word. But the word is very near to you, even in your mouth and your heart. You just read this portion by yourself. Could you interpret this portion to Christ? Paul did it. Well, (laughs) we may have a little question here about Paul's quotation. Paul's quotation was too free. It's not a kind of quotation, it's kind of free paraphrasing. Now, turn to uh, Romans chapter 10. Uh, We need to be trained how to study the Bible and how to interpret it. Don't forget Romans 10 is a quotation from Deuteronomy. Now, let's read from verse 6. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is, this is his interpretation, not quotation. That is, to bring Christ down. Could you have this kind of understanding? You must learn how to read the Bible to uh, dig out its deeper denotation. Not just to take the Bible as it is in the surface. Well, in the surface, in Deuteronomy 30, you can never understand that is to bring Christ down. Moses didn't say to bring Christ down. He says, who will go to heaven to bring it down, to bring it? Please tell me, it refers to what? Uh, okay, what is the commandment of God? The, the word. Okay, as a whole in the entire Bible, who is the word? In the beginning was the word. Beside him, every word is not a word. He's the unique word. To bring it means to bring Christ down. Have you got it? So you lose the case to Paul. Paul didn't rewrite Paul interpreted. He gets the deeper denotation of Deuteronomy chapter 13. Ron, uh, marvelous. He was not changing the scripture. He was interpreting the scripture. You used the word a minute ago that uh, struck me. Uh, This ministry and what we just heard, as well as what Paul was doing, was an unpacking, an unveiling, an unfolding, wasn't it, of uh, the deeper denotations in scripture. It is. And because what Paul wrote in Romans 10 is inspired in errant scripture, uh, it's incontestable, at least by any genuine believer. Paul knew what Deuteronomy 30 was saying in the letter. He knew what the pronouns referred to. But when he applied it, having interpreted it, He applied it to Christ. This is a marvelous way of reading the Bible from a Christ-centered perspective. According to the portion that we heard from Brother Lee, we need two things here. 
One is narrower, one is broader. The narrower thing we need is to grasp the exact particular significance of what Paul is doing. The broader matter is to understand the way to study the Bible, right? which is to look for Christ. Paul looked for Christ. He knew that the words of Scripture were not only conveying the thought of God, they were not only declaring the commandments of God, they were unveiling the Christ of God, and Paul was a man totally occupied with Christ. When he read what for him was the Scripture, he looked for Christ, he found Christ, and in his writings, he unveiled Christ, and now we can see Christ in Deuteronomy 30, we have to admit, through Paul's eyes. But I say again, in order to see through Paul's eyes, I needed someone in the Lord's ministry to help me put Deuteronomy 30 and Romans 10 together and realize the implications of the shift that has taken place in the divine revelation in Romans 10, and we see Christ and we see him in a complete way, in a marvelous way, and in an experiential way. Isn't this wonderful? Oh, delightful. It is wonderful and uh, a joy for anyone who loves the Bible to be treated to such a, a new realm and a new appreciation and enjoyment of it. Well, Paul's unveiling is going to continue on. Let's go a little bit farther in the passage. You referred to uh, this passage, this portion yourself a moment ago. Now, verse 7 in Romans 10, Or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we proclaim. Comparing it to Deuteronomy 30, verse 13, Nor is it across the sea, that you should say who will go across the sea for us and bring it to us to make us hear it and do it. The abyss and the sea, another interpretation about to be unfolded for us. Here's Witness Lee again. Then the next verse, who will descend into the abyss? Moses didn't say into the abyss. Moses said across the sea. Paul would say, do you know the sea? the mouth of that piece. If you read Revelation, in chapter 9, it says, Antichrist will come out of the beast. Right? right? But in chapter 13, Revelation, Antichrist will come out of the sea. Right. Have you got it? Yeah. Don't argue with Paul. You are short of knowledge. Not only so, again, who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from among the dead. This indicates Christ died on the cross. And he did go to the abyss, right? And the abyss is exactly the region of death. That is Hades. So Paul's study of the Holy Word was so deep. He surely touched the deeper denotation of the word. His interpretation refers to the incarnated, crucified, and resurrected Christ. Now he is what? He is the bread. In your mouth, 
in our heart. And this bread is the life-giving spirit. Amen. As the last item, he became the life-giving spirit. Amen. So, you put Deuteronomy 30 together with Romans 10. You could have a full picture about what? About the incarnated Christ who was crucified on the cross and buried and went to the abyss. Then he rose up in resurrection. In his resurrection, he became the bread, bread as the spirit, who is the life-giving spirit today. Amen. He's everywhere. When I talk to you about Christ, and this Christ right now is at your mouth. When the air gets into mouth, you cannot avoid it. It gets into your heart. Ron, the first point there about the abyss and the sea is interesting, but somewhat a side point. I think it's clear from what he presented. But the second point, the deeper matter here, bring us from uh, where we are in Romans 10, quoting Deuteronomy 30, to this matter of Christ as the breath, even the life-giving spirit being imparted into us. Paul is interpreting Deuteronomy 30 in light of Christ and his incarnation crucifixion, and resurrection. It is Christ who came down in incarnation. It is Christ who came up in resurrection. It is Christ as the Word who is near us, in our mouth and in our heart. How can Christ now, we're talking about Christ The revelation has developed. It's progressed. We're not talking about just a word as an utterance being in our mouth and in our heart. We're talking about Christ being in our mouth and in our heart. But we know from various New Testament passages when Christ resurrected, when he came up out from the abyss in resurrection. He had a glorified body of flesh and bones. He was not a phantom. He had a body of flesh and bones. It's a spiritual body, but still it's substantial. Uh How it can be, we don't know. But this Christ, we know from other portions, is in us. And this Christ, we read here, is not only near us, he's in our mouth and in our heart. In order for Christ to be in our mouth and in our heart, as he is this very moment as we are speaking about him in this way, he must be, as the New Testament also reveals, that he is in resurrection, the life-giving spirit. Wow. The New Testament reveals, and this is consistent with the twofoldness of divine truth, that Christ in resurrection has a body of flesh and bones, a glorified body. And also that Christ in resurrection became pneumatic, that is, he became the life-giving spirit. The Lord is the spirit. In John twenty twenty two, when he breathed himself out to the disciples and told them to breathe him in, He said, receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Pneuma. 
So we need to understand Romans 10 in the light of the whole New Testament, in particular in light of the verses that speak of Christ in resurrection as the life-giving Spirit, and then we see that these verses in Romans 10 speak not only of Christ objectively in incarnation or of Christ objectively in resurrection, but of Christ also subjectively and experientially as the Spirit, the pneuma, the breath in our very being. This is the Christ who has entered into us to be our life and also in the Word to be our life supply. Hmm. Ron, at the beginning of the program, we also promised the listeners that we were going to see the Lord Jesus in this same pattern. Let me read the passage and ask you now to put the Lord Jesus quoting of Deuteronomy chapter 8 in the same light as what we've been seeing that the Apostle Paul has done in Romans. In Matthew 4, 3 and 4, And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is Christ, not only as our life, but as our life supply. Yes, the Lord is applying these verses in Deuteronomy 8 to himself as a man. He was standing there as a man declaring that as a man he lived not only on bread but on every word that proceeded out through the mouth of God. But we should not isolate this verse from the entire New Testament. In John chapter 6, the Lord reveals that he himself is the bread. He is the bread of life, the living bread, the true bread, the heavenly bread, the bread of God. As we go on in the chapter, we see the relationship between this bread and the Word and the Spirit in the Word that gives life. We put this together. We see that the Lord Jesus applied this Word in Deuteronomy to himself. He is our life supply. He is our bread. As such, he is the life-giving Spirit embodied in the Word, When we come to him in the word, we contact him and feed on him and are nourished by him as our life supply. So through Paul, we see Christ in incarnation and resurrection, implying crucifixion, and Christ dwelling in us, being in us as the spirit. From the Lord Jesus, we see from Deuteronomy that the word by which man lives the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, is Christ. This is a Christ-centered study of the Bible, and this, we trust, is at least a hint on how to see, experience, and enjoy the Christ presented to us in the Scriptures and in the Scriptures rightly unveiled with the God-ordained focus on our wonderful Christ. Well, I feel uh, very much after these first two opening programs, we are now set to launch into the life study of Deuteronomy, a book that is obscure, that even the the word itself, Deuteronomy, is virtually no one knows what this means, and very few people know anything about this book. Our toll-free number, and I would like to uh, invite you to call us right now. You could receive the life study 
in printed form with all 30 messages. Uh, and then you'll have it as we go all the way through. And you can uh, have that with you as you join us for these studies each day. one life study That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or email to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.